The market doesn't joke around, so why would you? Get serious. Choose Tasty Trade. Tasty Trade gives you the tools you need to make smarter moves. Dig into data with advanced charting, track profit accurately with order chain trackers, see risk clearly with curve analysis, and trade with low-capped commissions, stocks, options, futures, and more. All on one platform. No wonder serious traders choose Tasty Trade. Join the club, genius. Tasty Trading is a registered broker-dealer and member of FINRA and SIPC. Bring in show music, please. Hi, I'm CNBC producer Katie Kramer. Today on Squawk Pod, the ESG debate brewing in Washington. One of the senators who led a push against the White House's rules for investing with the environment and communities in mind. Senator Mike Braun answers our questions about politics and power. If you've got a donor that's trying to shove me one way, it ain't going to make any difference anyway. Apple and AI, the changes your smartphone is making that you may not know about with Joanna Stern of The Wall Street Journal. So those that seem very fresh about it, rightfully so, are that they had no idea this was now turned on by default. And that really seems to be the issue here. Plus, the markets wait and see. Rising crypto regulation and remote workers get ready to hear about a change in plans. If I was hired for one thing and then told it was another thing, that would be a thing. It's Friday, March 3rd. Whoa! Whoa! Squawk Pod begins right now. Stand back you by in three, two, one. Cue please. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to Squawk Box here on CNBC. We're live from the Nasdaq market site in Times Square. I'm Becky Quick along with Joe Kernan and Andrew Ross Sorkin. And Andrew, welcome back. Thank you. Good nice, to see you. Nice to see you. I'm going to miss you for, you for 24 hours. Where were you? I, I was, was in an oh. undisclosed location. Secret location. A in, secret a bunk, location. in a bunker somewhere. In a bunker. There was a hole in there was our a hole, hearts. hole in, the, in your hearts. Yeah, it was healing, an empty though. seat. An empty seat. Yes. Huh? It's like an empty seat. It's like, you remember when Clint Eastwood had, there was like the empty seat. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that, how'd that go? Right. Oh. Not too good. Lucky for the markets, we don't have the jobs report uh, today, because um, <laughs> I, I guess that's why this week has kind of been uh, okay. We've no really, yeah, we had right. nothing. Uh, get ready for next week, though. We got the jobs report on Friday, and the week after that, we got PPI, CPI, and all those great uh, alphabet uh, inflation. ROI, XYZ. The PCE. Uh, Treasury yields, uh, we never put up like the, the six month or the one year. I mean, you can get 5% if you just park it somewhere, but on the five year, you're now uh, over, the, over uh, four, obviously two year, almost five. The, in the 10 year, as you can see, over uh, 4%. Uh, the, the market, I guess, at 4,000 on the S&P with a 4% 10 year, it, it once again doesn't seem to be exactly uh, in sync. And we don't know how that finally how that finally plays out. Uh, maybe we'll get a better idea. I hope spring's eternal that we'll start seeing some signs that the Fed's hikes are starting to, to bite a little bit. And maybe we either... And that they'll stop. If they're not going to seven. I even think... You, that, didn't, you didn't say not six, though. If we're at five and a half, you certainly can't say we're not going to six. If, right. if, if you assume five and a half as a possibility, it's, it, could, it could... Although it's been so hard to go from... You know, three and a half to four. I mean, it's been like agonizing. But it depends on look, the labor market's still hanging in there. I I don't think the, still I don't think the ten year goes stuff. to five. And, I I just in my heart don't think it goes to five and a half. Although five and a half, my whole life far. we would have killed for five and a half. Yep. Right. We never thought it would get that low in the old days. Now to uh, crypto regulation. That is a word we've been using a lot. Crypto regulation. A new report from NBC News saying that Republican lawmakers now sparring with the SEC over how to oversee digital assets. Representative Patrick McHenry and Senator 
Uh, Cynthia Loomis also sent a letter to the SEC yesterday raising concerns about an accounting bulletin that effectively orders crypto platforms to include customers' crypto assets in their risk assessments. The lawmakers say the accounting rule effectively requires banks, credit unions, and other financial institutions to place digital assets on their balance sheets, which, which would trigger a massive capital charge. They say they, that would have the effect of preventing well-regulated entities from engaging in digital asset custody. I don't understand. I would think that you would want to value the digital assets and want them to count if you were going to have risk against them. I mean, I, I, the idea that you were supposed to pretend that there's no risk, I, it's like, I, anyway, it doesn't make any sense to me. There was some risk overnight. Bitcoin, down a lot, yeah. There it is, down uh, 5%. I don't know, is that a lot? Seems like a lot. How high was it before? It's 22.3 now? 22,300. Yeah, well, remember, it was 24, trying to, trying to get above 25. So it was 24 and change, and then it kind of, for a week, 23.5. And now 22.5. But if we, if we looked at a weekly chart, you got a week? Let's look at a week because it's it, it, it sort of is just flatlining. To, whoa, whoa. Like if you're in a plane and that happens, you, you sit up and take You might get concerned yeah. after you, you know, hit the ceiling of the plane and get back in your seat. That happened. It's scary. I don't know to if you? you saw that. No, 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 no. It just happened to some people. Recently on a flight from, I think, Austin. I thought I heard maybe even Matthew McConaughey was on it, but it was on a flight from uh, Austin to Frankfurt that had to be diverted uh, to, to a D.C. airport. I heard about yeah. a Virgin airplane you should look that was at this. on fire, that 10 people had to be hospitalized because of a that's battery a, fire up in the, like somebody had a battery one. up in the overhead compartment. This one um, was, was recently, and there's pictures of the mess that that can cause with, with everything on the Popping plane. Out of yeah, the, and yeah. some people were injured, I think. But uh, yeah, it was, uh, the turbulence was for about 20 or 30 minutes from 37,000 feet. I don't know. You'd have to get me up with a sponge at that point. I think I'd be so nervous. Financial services company USAA is telling some workers their remote job is no longer remote. The Wall Street Journal reporting that employees who live within 60 miles of a company office will now be considered hybrid. That's even if they were hired into a remote role. That means they're going to be expected to come to the office some days each week. USAA providing banking services and sells auto, home, and life insurance to military personnel and their families. Isn't clear how many of the company's 37,000 employees could be converted to hybrid work. But if I was hired... They're not the only ones, the only ones doing this, though. But if I was hired for one CEOs thing and then told it was another thing... Yeah, but how that would time, be a thing. Except for that you're, you're in an environment where the lots, of, lots of people are getting laid off. Companies are changing their mind right. on these things. I, I can understand totally how it feels like a, a, a bait right. and switch. But you're, I've also heard more CEOs saying that they're planning to do just this. You have to Oh, have I think to come this in. is coming. See, I thought they were hired remotely for real jobs. But they were hired for remote. No, I didn't. But when we, the way we said it didn't really make it clear. So the, USAA, by the way. Yeah. Great company. Great company. I, I had it until my stupid house got flooded one too many times because I lived next to a pond. And the only reason I had it was because my dad. Oh. My dad was in it. And you, the, the Gronkowski commercials are him. Right. You know, he sees something, he sees, oh, I want one of those. And the, the, the lady has a baby. And she goes, oh, you know, you know you're going to have, and he goes, no, I want one of those bumper stickers. And I mean, that's pretty so, funny. I have one hybrid question. They're though. a great company. Though. If you think the hybrid thing is over, or the remote thing is over. Yeah. What happens to all of these places, cities? Good question. I think Park City, right? Mm. All, all um, 
Aspen. Tahoe, way, Lake Florida. Tahoe. Florida. Tell Florida. Actually, the yeah. entire state of Florida. All the people who wanted to, who were going to live, who were going to live in Florida and basically commute to New York. What happens to that? Or commute, commute on, uh, by Zoom. Morning, Joe. I mean, what happens? Um, so I don't. I'm just curious what your thought it's is. A, it's a good question. I, yeah. I, I, I think, you know. I, don't, I, I think there are going to be people who stay and who are able to find other jobs and get through it, but the, the exodus is probably cut off at this point. If you right. haven't moved already, um, it's going to be a lot harder get to with the program. It out. Stop pushing this. Just telling you, stop. I'm just saying. Stop. The world's coming. No, he's, your city. he's No, I know, but you're, the, the city. The city needs people in here for, for all the support Sure, people. but my okay. point is if that's the case, then what happens to all these all, other cities? I know, I know. You're worried about, don't worry about Park City. They're going to be fine. What about Miami? I think Miami's going to do just fine. You think fine. they're going to do just fine? They don't have any other... Yeah, Miami is I'm crowded saying, enough. I mean, it's hard enough there was to... There's a whole, a whole flux of people going over there. No, Miami, don't worry about okay. Miami, except it's going to be underwater. Cheese will be next. Coming up, Congress gearing up for a fight with the White House on a key part of the president's sustainability agenda. Republican Senator Mike Braun of Indiana is next. You're taking something that has worked pretty well, and now to me it's in the context of where we've seen so many other examples of trying to do it through executive order. In the meantime, don't fix something. If it isn't broken, don't confuse it along the way as well. We'll be right back. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. Welcome back to Squawk Pod. I'm producer Katie Kramer. This week, Congress set up President Biden's expected first veto when both houses passed a measure to block a proposed rule at the Labor Department, allowing managers of the department's pension funds to make investing decisions with climate and social criteria in mind. The A's uh, on this vote are 50, the nays are 46, and the joint resolution is passed. Under the previous order, the Senate will resume legislative session. Two senators, Joe Manchin of West Virginia and John Tester of Montana, two states with a significant workforce in the energy industry, crossed party lines to aid Republicans in knocking down this rule. Manchin has called it politicizing 401ks. E-S-G. Three letters with a large growing debate. Asset managers in recent years have regularly used environmental, social, and governance concerns when making decisions for the long haul. Pro-ESG investors say having more than the bottom line in mind is critical to building a portfolio that can withstand crisis, climate change, social upheaval, whatever we don't know is coming. 
It has become a political flashpoint. You've heard the shouts of woke capitalism from GOP members of Congress, from some business leaders, from governors like Florida's Ron DeSantis. Many state-level officials across the U.S. have attempted to block the use of ESG in the decisions made by pension managers for their public employees. New York City Comptroller Brad Lander, who manages the more than $200 billion in retirement savings for the Big Apple's cops, firefighters, teachers, he joined Squawk Box's TV broadcast today to say he's thinking about the benefits to public workers as shareholders. So a backlash to the backlash. But I think of this as just short-term versus long-term. You know, those cops and firefighters and teachers, if they're starting, you know, they're 30 years old today, I got to make sure their pension funds are there 50 or 60 years from now. So I'm thinking about the long-term view. And maybe Governor DeSantis is only thinking about who's going to contribute to his presidential campaign. But I'm worried about whether the companies in Florida are going to be underwater in 50 years. Let's pick things up here with Joe, Becky, and Andrew. We got a big conversation to have right now because our next guest sponsored sponsored the anti-ESG legislation that passed the Senate this week. President Biden now vowing to veto it. I want to welcome uh, Senator Mike Braun of Indiana. Good morning to you. Good morning. Um, let's talk about it because it's uh, it's it's a spicy one, and there's a lot of debate. We were having a, a guest on this morning, uh, New York Comptroller, uh, who was saying that he was anti the anti. ESG bill. Uh, explain before we even listened, just get into I it. I listened to it, by the way. Okay, well, then you know what? Let's go straight at it. What do, what do you make of the critique that this is effectively its own version of a cancel culture, that, it, that this prevents sort of the freedom of speech uh, for investors to raise their hand and say, for whatever reason, you know what? Um, we have an issue with, with this, this piece of something based on Potentially, uh, in this case, you heard insider trading was an example. Uh, obviously, climate is an example, social issues, governance issues, and the like. So let's look at what's happened in the past. Uh, if it's We always need to look there. So you go from uh, Clinton to Bush, Obama, Trump. It's always been some version of financial return in that fiduciary relationship has to be the criterion. The uh, Obama administration tried to soften that a bit, and it got so confusing. We're talking about 152 million investors through 401k plans and other types of retirement investments. They give that money to an asset manager, even if they had some type of political interest, they would never sacrifice one-tenth of a percent. And the other thing we've got out there, and that came from Bloomberg, where they tracked how that might work, it showed there'd be a 2.6% difference from an 8.9% return to a 6.3. You would have an uproar, and it's confusing. That's why they never did anything in these other administrations when they may have wanted to, especially the Obama administration. It's a slippery slope. And one other point, if in fact you get that better return as a co coincidence or as ancillary to it, you can still do it. It doesn't make any difference what you do once you pass the muster of getting the best return. If that's going to go into something that has a political bent well, one way or the other, well, more so, power that's to the question. it. Forget, let's take the political bent out. I'm going to give you an example. I was talking to a, a, a real estate developer this week um, who said, uh, by the way, a Republican real estate developer said, look, we now, if we're going to build a new building, we 
try to build a LEED certified building, which effectively is a is um, you know an ener- a truly energy efficient building. And I said, why do you do that? He said, well, that's where the market is. The people who are want to be tenants in my building only want to do so if they can get into the the best new building that has solar and this and that and all of these things. If there was another company, let's say over here, publicly traded company that is going the opposite direction, why shouldn't an investor be able to raise their hand and say, you know what? We think you'll actually do better. You'll make more money if you were to build LEED certified buildings. It sounds like they wouldn't be able to raise their hand because that would be ar- that arguably would be in the ESG bucket. So you you uh, used a phrase there, I think, and that would get so confusing. And imagine how would you communicate with the investor? Uh, and in many cases, small investors that go into these funds that would expect, regardless of what you do, it has to have the proof of some type of long-term track record before you start monkeying around going this direction or another. I don't think you can start doing that until it's based on a track record of investment return, not an I think it will work. You would have so many investors uh, coming back at it once they get their monthly, especially their annual statement, and ask what is going on. I just think it's a slippery slope. This doesn't rule out tilting towards some type of other criterion as a tiebreaker or as something that is coincidental. And that has been what all prior administrations have done. And let me add this. We've seen an administration here over two years that would be the ultimate of political enterprisers. I don't want to use the word entrepreneur. I think it would. uh, And that, to me, doesn't make sense. To clarify, then, uh, the New York Comptroller, when he sat on our set literally a couple hours ago, said that the G in the ESG, uh, that he, they'd put a proposal uh, up against a uh, pharmaceutical company because, uh, to effectively try to prevent insider trading. He said that he believes that the bill that you just signed would prevent him from doing that. Is that accurate? Inaccurate? I listened to that, and to me, that was to get away from environment and social and then go to Oh, it a may very well be. Point. The question is, encompassed yes. within the bill that you signed, would it have prevented him from doing that? Um, I don't think that uh, if that's your primary focus uh, in terms of doing that and you're going to throw the return aside, I'd say that that would get into that murky water that would get confusing, just like the Obama administration uh, acknowledged when they backed off on it. You're taking something that has worked pretty well and now, to me, it's in the context of where we've seen so many other examples of trying to do it through executive order. Uh, I came in, was the guy that led on the vaccine mandate, forcing it on employers down to 100 employees. That had more small businesses shaking in their boots than anything during that saga. And the Supreme Court said that was nonsense. And the ultimate adjudication of this will be in the courts anyway. In the meantime, don't fix something if it isn't broken. Don't confuse it along the way as well. The, the uh, controller also, uh, he, uh, what, what's the refuge of scoundrels? It's, it's patriotism. In, in his case, it was the notion that uh, anyone who's a proponent of this bill is, is getting greased by the hydrocarbon industry. Do you have political uh, contributions? Is that, is that why DeSantis is doing this. He's got political contributions from from fossil fuel companies. Do you have any, Senator? 
hitting some hard hitting questions here. You know, I'll flip that immediately on its head. Uh, Schumer was the biggest recipient of BlackRock's largesse in 2022. Uh, so all that to me goes both is ways, gonna, doesn't it? It's it's kind it of goes a hard both one. Ways. Yeah, it's kind of a hard and, one too. But uh, but hold on, just uh, if you're right, going to yeah, ask the question, you, okay, ask, ask him, him to answer the question. Indiana, Senator, your donors. Uh, I, when I when it come to my donors, uh, number one, I got in the game by having to put my own skin in the game. And when it comes to any particular donors, uh, I never uh, would make any decision uh, based on anything other than a principle. And if you've got a donor is trying to shove me one way, it ain't going to make any difference anyway, because even if I like policy and it doesn't have a pay for it, that's another subject we need another engagement on our terrible financial condition as a country. I vote on what makes sense. That may very uh, I didn't well be, get, it. I didn't just, get into the gonna, game. If we're going to talk about BlackRock donating to Schumer, the question is, have you received money not from, from the oil and gas industry? <laughs> not from BlackRock. I, yeah, I'd be happy to check to see if I have. It wouldn't make any difference anyway. There but you Sh go. Schumer might say the same thing. Uh, he's the biggest uh, beneficiary of the uh, New York Hospital Association. Therefore, he won't try to reform health care. Uh, those guys have been around the game a lot longer than I have. I believe in but term Senator, limits. You know his, where you know you wouldn't his be there donors, for a long but you time. don't know yours? What's that? You know Schumer's biggest donors, but you don't know yours? Hey, most of my donors have come from Hoosiers and uh, not around the national landscape. And it wouldn't make any difference because I would never be bent based upon a political contribution. Okay, but it looks here, uh, now, now, now we're actually doing this. Uh, I'm on Open Secrets, which of course uh, follows all the money, um, that your top donor is Ackerman Oil, is that accurate? Yes, they're here in Jasper. They're okay. a uh, retail fuel distributor. But they have, but they have a, a stake in the in the ESG game, right? I would say a, a, a stake so minute, and they are a local company, not the ones that support uh, the politicians that have been there for a long time. Everyone, and then I wouldn't vote. Uh, necessarily for anything like that. I'd vote right. on the merits of the case. Let, and in this case, it's right. your financial return, not anything else. Let, let me ask you this. We, we were actually talking about it earlier this week. A number of, of Republican states, in a sort of anti-ESG-ish way, uh, have decided that there are certain banks that they don't want to do business with. As a result, if you look at the state of Florida, for example, you look at the state of Texas, which have higher credit ratings, oddly enough, uh, than states like California, are paying higher... Uh, for their muni bonds and other things to be underwritten in terms of fees, uh, in part because they're not using certain banks and using some of their smaller banks, uh, in part, I think, as a protest <laughs> against these ESG things. Are they looking out for the fiduciary interests uh, of, of their citizens? No, if, if they, um, and this rule doesn't have anything against that. If they're not generating the return, or they've got higher costs or fees, uh, that is then uh, adhering to the rule that's been in place, get the best bang for your buck. This has to go both ways. You can't pick which thing you might be for, and I would be for simply making it this simple. The highest return wins the day, and if it has any type of subtlety to it in terms of here, a, a Senator, political a approach, part. you can go there, for it. There are banks, as you know, that have decided, for example, that they don't want to be in the business of uh, financing firearms for whatever reason. And, and we could debate whether you think that's the right decision or the wrong decision. But as a result, then there are other states that say we don't want to do business 
with, <laughs> we don't want to do business with that bank, and they may actually end up paying higher fees. Do you, you, you see, you see you the are making here. the case. You are making the case by asking these questions in terms of how complicated it would get from either political view to do anything other than having the best rate of return. That is your primary objective. The other stuff is ancillary, and that should cut both ways politically. Senator Braun, uh, we always appreciate having you. Uh, thank you for the explanation, uh, for the conversation. We look forward to talking to you again very soon. Thanks. You're welcome. Next on Squawk Pod, is artificial intelligence taking over, well, everything, and our smartphones? The Wall Street Journal's Joanna Stern. I'm writing all my emails to to you and everyone else now using AI, so I think we're, we're, we're there. Um, I joke a little bit, but what Microsoft rolled out both into Bing and into the Edge browser is getting us a lot closer to using these tools in our everyday lives. Did you hear that? That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. That that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Let's go, give it to you. Unlock the energy of the all-electric CDX Type S. Give up. Order now at Acura.com. You're listening to Squawk Pod from CNBC. Here's Andrew Ross Sorkin. Five track pro in. Stand by to roll it. Stand Andrew buying three. Two, roll pray, track, take, two, Andrew. Apple delaying approval of an email app with AI-powered language tools. That's according to the Wall Street Journal. Uh, it says that Apple was concerned with the possibility that AI would generate inappropriate content. Is asking the BlueMail app to raise its age restriction to 17 and older. Apple also quietly rolled out a default setting. This is fascinating. For greener charging on iPhones, prompting backlash among some consumers and politicians. Joining us right now is Joanna Stern, senior personal technology columnist at the Wall Street Journal. Good morning to you. Um, morning, guys. This, I want, we'll talk about the AI piece in just half a second, but I just wanted to, because I don't know if, if most people who have upgraded, if they have uh, their, to, the, to the latest app um, or, or iOS on their phone, know that there's a new setting in there that changes the game in terms of how much you actually charge your phone at any given time. Explain. Well, it depends, right? It's focused on it's this is called this it, it's called a green charging or you know the specific setting, but it's it's in the battery section. And what it tries to do is it's basically going to fully charge when there's lower carbon emission electricity. So that means if the power grid is using that lower carbon emission electricity, you're not going to have any idea that this is happening in the background. But what seems to be happening is some people are waking up in the morning and seeing something along the lines of your phone will finish charging later. And so when this is happening in the background, the phone is sort of trying to decide when it should finish charging. Should it start to wait for more of that greener energy? And so what a lot of people are freaking out here about is that they had no idea this was on. I will say, Andrew, have you seen this happen on your phone? I have not seen this happen on my phone. I actually went digging through the uh, system operations to try to find it. And I haven't had, you know, I wake up and hope happily the phone has been uh, charged. I would actually be very unhappy, I think, as a customer if I woke up 
and my phone wasn't charged and I needed to be charged if I was going to travel today or whatever it was going to be. Right, exactly. I haven't had this happen either. And so those that seem very frustrated about it, rightfully so, are that they had no idea this was now turned on by default. And that really seems to be the issue here is that Apple turned this on back in September or October and this was on. And many people don't really realize it because it turns out the power grid is working the right way or the way the so settings need you, to work. Is this, just a, another, is this just a political sort of bogus anti-ESG argument? Is that what this is? That's definitely what's bringing this to a head right now. But there is, as we're saying, that concern that why is this turned on default? I didn't even know this was there. Apple should have done a better job of get, letting consumers know with this update, this is what's there. Do you want to turn it on? Hmm. Um, can we talk about this other AI story? I don't know if you uh, are focused on it. What do you think? Of I, the, I mean, right now, Gmail, I, by the way, I'm always amazed, actually, when I'm using Gmail, just how sometimes it actually knows the language I would use. You know, it sort of prompts the next sentence, and I'm always like, oh, that's pretty cool. Um, how far are we away from just the whole email being written at this point? I, I'm writing all my emails to to you and everyone else now using AI. So I think we're, we're, we're there. Um, I, I joke a little bit, but I, with, with what Bing rolled out a few weeks ago with integration, both in the Edge browser and into the, and uh, sorry, what Microsoft rolled out both into Bing and into the Edge browser is getting us a lot closer to using these tools in our everyday lives. So to create emails, to create PowerPoints and other sorts of presentations and places where, hey, we just want to generate a first draft, which is actually what Satya Nadella, the CEO of Microsoft, told me a few weeks ago, which is we're going to come to the table now and, and these and these tools are going to create that that draft for us. We're not going to have to do it. When are you, have you have you played with it? I mean, do you think it could really write a column a, a of the Joanna Stern variety? I mean, um, of that quality, I, it, is it, it definitely, possible? It definitely has read Joanna Stern columns. And when I, ChatGPT and Bing, when I tell it to write in my style, you know, it throws in some turns of phrases and things like that, but it's 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 very inaccurate around some of the things I would say. And so are you unhappy so though that you have not received a licensing fee from Microsoft for training on those Joanna Stern columns? I mean, that to me, actually, from an economic perspective, is the next sort of a holy war in the world of AI, which is if it's going to be reading and training using all of this content and it's doing it for free. That seems like a problem. Certainly the media companies feel that way. I feel, I think I will be upset when it writes a good joke for me and I will say, you know what? Now I'm worried. This is going to take away my my good writing jokes. But you know, as you were talking about sort of about the, the email and sort of the, what's happening with Apple, I think, and, and to just backtrack there a little bit, what's happening with Apple is they're saying this email app submitted and they wanted to just sort of go in their usual age range, right? They submitted with a certain age, younger age bracket, and Apple held off on putting that app in. They said, hey, we need you to increase the app rate, the, the age limit here because the AI can generate types of content that we don't believe is appropriate for those other age brackets. And so that's really all Apple's doing here. They're not banning the app. They're just saying, we want you to adjust that age range, which if you look at what Microsoft Bing is, they are in that parameter too. Joanna, last question. We were talking about, are we are we now at a, a major inflection point? I mean, it's all of a sudden this gonna, this is what Joe was talking about. Like, is this just, this whole AI world about to just take off in some kind of way we don't understand? Or does it just get integrated into every in it, into everything um, and become sort of a commodity in terms of the of both creating images and creating content. How, how do you see this? Look, I was just at Mobile World Congress in Barcelona all week, and every executive wanted to talk about generative AI and AI and how they're going to be working it into their chips and the components and the phones. Samsung, I interviewed an executive there, said they're planning to integrate this throughout the services and operating system. So 
everyone is into this. And I don't, I'm not surprised when people and users use this and they are wowed, right? There is this wow factor that many people have not felt about this right. type of technology or any technology since the iPhone or since the, the early days of the smartphone. Joanna, but going back you. to what you asked me about email, what, what are we using okay. it for? Uh, we got to jump. Yep. We'll talk to you very soon. Love the uh, picture behind you, by the way. We do, but, but before we go, I just, just really quickly. Yeah. When Duke Ellington died or Miles Davis or John Coltrane, Wayne Shorter is in that category. And I just want to say that before we go to break. 11 Grammys, um, one of the greatest composers and, and sax musicians of the last, well, he was 89 years old. Newark's, fine, uh, Newark's favorite son, uh, but um, Weather Report, Miles Davis, Art Blakey, one of the greatest uh, musicians and a great man, too. Uh, save Tina Turner, believe it or not. She stayed with him and his family when she had all those uh, issues. So he, he made a big influence, and big influence in, in a lot of people. And that's Squawk Pod for today. Have a great weekend, and we'll meet you right back here on Monday. That's what an estimated 500 horsepower sounds like. How about that? That's a premium banging Olufsen sound system with 18 speakers and a Biosonic sound experience. And that, that's our legacy. You ready to be a part of it? Unlock the energy of the all-electric ZDX Type S. Order now at Acura.com.